how's, how's everything been going with you guys as far as uh, you know the situation in the world? I, luckily, like uh, composers, kind of had a bit of a runway, so we're fortunate. Like once production start down, uh, shut down, we were able to kind of keep working for a while. Yeah, because um, things were shot and needed to be scored, and we also did a video game together. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been crazy. We're used to working away from each other too. So yeah. that's, that part's been all right. Yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about was sort of like, um, how did you both get involved with Cobra Kai? And, and have you guys been working together on other projects? Or is this sort of like, you know, how did you guys sort of all get involved with the oh, Cobra Kai project? We, we go way back. Uh, 2000, Zach corrected me the other day. It's 2012, not, not 2013. Oh, uh, so it's been a while. We, yeah, 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 we've known each other forever. We met because uh, we both worked for Christoph Beck uh, and grew a, uh, a budding friendship and uh, creative uh, joint venture there. And uh, I don't know, we left, uh, let's see, what, what are our steps from uh, Chris to Cobra Guy? We, we, I guess we stopped working with Chris around like 2015. Uh, he kind of went on like a sabbatical for a little bit. And so like all of us who were there, um, and at that point, like Zach and I were like both kind of doing our own things at the same time. So it was just kind of like a nice, like, uh, band breakup <laughs> a little bit. And then, uh, let's see, we, we did another show called sing it, which was on YouTube red, um, that, was very like 30 Rock-esque. And I, because we did, and we did it together, uh, just cause it was like a fun um, opportunity to work together. That project involved a lot of like song production, like covers, um, which was pretty fun. And we saw like a news blurb in Deadline that uh, YouTube Red um, was ordering Cobra Kai. And we just thought like, hey, we just did a YouTube Red show like that sounds like something we would freaking crush although we did not know anything about it i mean there was no info about it there was no there we didn't know that like the the you know ralph and billy were going to be yeah I mean, like for all we knew it was going to be some kind of like recast like thing or like an origin story or like like who like knows a complete what. reboot or something yeah. yeah 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 like a reboot um and uh so we we just kind of like made a reel and like literally cold called our way in there or like had our agent do it on our behalf and you know a lot of times you do that kind of stuff and it doesn't really go anywhere but the timing like worked out perfectly where suddenly um the showrunners john josh and hayden were like like listens to the reel and we're like hey these guys seem awesome bring them in for a meeting and so suddenly our cold call just like turned into like a meeting for it and we had the meeting and then we you know we got hired like that afternoon right afterwards like it was just like a great fit when we got in the room yeah i should say we, it I should, i'll add it it never happens like that ever yeah yeah it's never. like how you always you always hope that like somehow you can like kind of steer the wheels of destiny into a direction that you want but you never actually know if that's ever going to happen it's like ah, oh, well you know but the cool thing is it's showing that you guys wanted it went for it and made it happen yeah. so that's super cool yeah you mentioned the the video game that it just recently came out, right? It came out in like the end yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was I was listening to, listening to a few of the tracks, and I I I really love what you guys did, and I really love that kind of like retro video game feel to it. I like it, it was like listening to music from old Nintendo Super Nintendo games, but 
Wonderful. Oh, yeah. Founding Mission accomplished. Cooler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like when you listen to those old, you know, old soundtracks, the, the cool thing about them is like the music is, you know, like even though it's 8-bit, it sounds really cool. But it's always like, man, if that was like with like an orchestra or like a real band, it would be even cooler. And like listening to the soundtrack, my first thought was like, that sounds like those old games, but, you know, like cool sounding guitar tones and drums. It sounds all big and, and heavy. Yeah. But like, I really loved a lot of the, like the guitar solos and harmonies on the keyboard and stuff kind of like reminded me of old, like shrapnel shred guitar guys. I don't know if, if uh, like what your influences are, Zach, as far as guitar but it kind of reminded me of like the old 80s guitar shred guys with you know i'm into them since. yeah <laughs> yeah i'm into them yeah who, who are some of your influences on, on guitar i'd say like uh well i'm trying to think like i'm i'm incredibly bad at at um i'm not even gonna try to like there's a lot of like japanese fusion like groups that have like a lot of that shreddy guitar especially as it relates to like video games because a lot of them went to score video games. And I think that influenced that sound, particularly like this very Japanese, like mid nineties, like early nineties, mm. like sound. And there's a band like Cassiopeia um, and I'm blanking on the guitarist's name right now, who's like incredible. And I'm always listening to that band. Um, but yeah, like other guitarists, I mean, like uh, Tosin Abasi is like, oh, I know Leo oh. is very into Tosin Abasi too. Like I love, oh, yeah. I love that kind of like newer, that newer sound that's very like percussive. Um, Martin Freeman, who's in Megadeth and had a very um, like post Megadeth uh, shred career, like in Japan. And he's, and he's, uh, he lives he's there great. now, right? He lives there now. Speaks, he lives there. Speaks fluent Japanese. Exactly, yeah. Totally, yeah. Um, Ingve Malmsteen, obviously. And then, of course, Eddie Van Halen, which I was like very emotional when Eddie Van Halen passed away. I didn't even realize like how emotional yeah. I get. Yeah, that really that really hit a lot of the guitar and just music community because yeah. like, everyone, yeah. if you play guitar or some kind of fashion, like you're probably influenced by him in some way, either like if not directly through him, like through someone else because he was just kind of like such an iconic player. Totally. And it's yeah there's not many other musicians that kind of like own a sound like that um yeah. i also love like dragon force herman lee and sam Solomon guitars i mean they're, and they're very influenced by video games too like i mm -hmm. i i'm specifically thinking about this type this kind of like intersection between like shred and video game music um and uh it it was really a, a fun opportunity because you don't get a lot of opportunities to be able to write music like that and obviously i know leo has a major guitar influence even as not a guitar player if you want yeah to talk I'm, about. I'm not a guitar <laughs> i am not a guitar player but i am obsessed with Pabathini and have been since i was like a freshman in high school um so i mean that was like my entire high school was basically just like listening to Pabathini and like transcribing Pabathini and like arranging Pabathini charts for like my high school big bands like Oh God, the dude is just like freaking unbelievable. Um, and uh, you can you can hear some of that in this uh, game too, because a lot of that crosses over with like the Japanese jazz fusion thing that, that Zach was talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that game was a blast. It was, I mean, you definitely like identified the big, uh, what we were trying to do, which is make it sound like one of those retro side-scroller games, um, which what, I mean, those games are like a, were a huge influence on how we approached the score to the show, Cobra Kai. It was, you know, the, the just like the beat em up sound uh, was in some of our earliest conversations with the showrunners was like 
kind of where we wanted to draw some influence from. And so it was really like coming full circle to then like doing like a side project on Cobra Kai that's like still in the universe, but like totally unrelated. Like there's no musical crossover in, in terms mm-hmm. of like themes or anything, but we just got to like give back to the, to the sound that, that then we like borrowed from in, in making it. So I, it was, it was very cool and, and fun and creatively fulfilling. Yeah. It sounds like, like it was a lot of fun to write. Like, I think a lot of times, you know, yeah. when people are working on music for stuff, it's kind of like, you know, all right, you know, this needs to have a certain feel or this needs to be serious or something, but like this, like just listening to the music, it sounded like it was fun to write. I'm sure you guys probably, you know, do you guys write a lot of that sort of together or do you kind of like bounce ideas back and forth just through sessions? Both. Online or? Both, it, yeah. depends on, it depends on the project and it depends. We, we're, we are pretty collaborative, I would say, like mm-hmm. in our, it, it's surprising how, how effective, like sending things back and forth can, can be. And you yeah. guys both you guys both work in Cubase? I know. Yeah, yes. work in yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I do too. We we basically have we have kind of different templates, but we have like the same systems. Like everything's kind of like if you watch Leo's video with uh Sound Iron, uh, that's basically like watching my video. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. almost the same thing. I will maybe a little more guitar stuff um set up, but like uh I also will say that uh it's very rare that you get to work on a project where everyone just like lets you kind of do whatever you want <laughs> so like game mill and flux who, who are the game designers like i give them a lot of credit and thank them because they really their big note was like we wanted to sound like cobra kai but by nature of us doing it it was going to sound like cobra kai so right what, like, whatever whatever we, write, whatever we did <laughs> whatever we write by default sounds like cobra kai <laughs> and i remember like when, <laughs> when we sent some of the first because some of the like first things we wrote are very kind of like is this gonna fly like it, it sounds like really like a 90s video game and they were super down i mean i think they they got the references um and you know we got the references that they were going for so it just worked out so there's no real musical themes from the show brought into the game the game's no, not even. its own thing not, a, it's not just, at all it's totally its own thing nice. it's its own cobra kai extended universe situation well, that's cool. It kind of lets you do it, you know, approach. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just going to add, we really consider ourselves like the fun guys. And so like, <laughs> it's great when uh, people listen to the music and like, it sounds like, like not only is it like fun music, but it sounds like it was fun to write and like yeah. fun to make. Cause like we put a high premium on fun. Like if we're not having <laughs> fun, the, uh, things fall apart very quickly <laughs> yeah it's easy to to want to or like if you have a certain idea and you start taking it too serious you just start all right crumbling up throw it out all right let's try this again eh, you know you get like you know you get too over analytical about it and you know yeah dad i think it definitely does represent that fun aspect that you guys shared writing it because my first yeah my first listening to it i was just like this is cool like because i'm a guitar player like i grew up playing in metal bands and all into the shred guys, all the guys you mentioned, you know, are dudes that I look up to. And, mm. and, uh, so it's like anytime I ever get a chance to like drop in some like guitar shred on something and it's like, it's automatically going to be fun because that's the stuff that like, <laughs> kind of like hits yeah. me in my, my childhood, you know? Yeah. You would like scoring for Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just like, listen to it. I'm like, man, that's cool. Like, you know, especially when you <laughs> get a you. chance to just like bring out those influences that you don't maybe normally get to or, you know, yeah, and like credit to the showrunners. They let us yeah. do that. Like it's very cool. It's very cool. 
Yeah, but at the same time, like like you guys really sort of tap in, like going into back to Cobra Kai, like you really do sort of tap into that essence of Karate Kid without sort of like stepping on it too much. You know, like all like the like the training montage scenes and all that stuff, mm -hmm. like it just like nailed it. You know, and then but like for the really like emotional scenes, like I'm you know no spoilers on here or nothing, but like immediately after I finished it, I hit up Leah and I was just like, dude, it's so good. Like my girlfriend was like bawling when she was like, <laughs> watching it. Yeah. Was like, oh no, no, oh my god! Like, and we we're both uh, yeah. like, so like wrapped into it because like you know the music and just the action scenes and everything. Like, I really think they did a great job with a lot of the cinematography. I was like watching some of the behind the scenes stuff and it's really cool how much like mm. attention to detail they put into like all the camera moves and you know just like switching out stunt actors and putting them back in like it's yeah cool. yeah i think like the key to cobra kai this this goes beyond the music but like it, every like when you approach like making it the reason i think that it is like so successful and people respond so well to it is that everything is extremely genuine in how you, mm -hmm. you approach it so and that thus like kind of taps into uh the, you know the, the genuineness of the original karate kid movie which is like so genuine that it's cheesy as balls uh yeah. <laughs> but like and that's what people love about it it taps into those like you know really heartfelt uh core emotional things we all have emotions emotional things emotional uh, things yeah, emotional things. And, you know, like you, you brought up the training montages, which is like, I think a really good example for how like we do that. Um, like our, our window into that. Cause like we, like, I think we even said in our first meeting on Cobra Kai that like, what is really exciting to us about like doing the show would be to write training montages, like unironically. Like every, Not as every a joke. show yeah. you do, like someone wants to do an 80s training montage is like a joke. And this time it's like, no, 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 we're just going to do Miguel's training montage. <laughs> and there's no joke about it. Like, yeah, this is serious. Genuine, He's seriously this trapped. is as genuine a training montage as, as you can do. And like, yes, there are like elements of the palette that are self-aware and a lot of elements of the show that are self-aware, but like at no point in the show is the music itself like a joke. It's just like genuinely doing it in this world. And I think that's why like the show really packs a freaking emotional punch. Yeah, like my first thought when I heard about it was, uh, cause I was never, I never really watched too much like of all, all the Karate Kid movies. But I really like the angle that they approached it with, like Johnny being kind of like that. You know, when you hear about the story of like the the high school quarterback who's like the popular guy, and then like he gets out and you see him, you see him ten years later and he's working at a gas station, and you're like, oh, like what happened? Like they kind of approached it in that way of like yeah. he's not yeah. the, he's not the cool dude anymore, and he's like you know struggling and working just like everyone else. But it really shows that sort of um you know you build that emotional connection with him because it's kind of like he's not you know the jerk anymore so it's uh and that influenced the score because we were not approaching the score for cobra kai um as necessarily bill conti scoring cobra kai we have a lot of references to bill conti and you know eventually as the seasons go forward like it becomes more cinematic and of course like we have a scoring background like we, you know we worked on, on big like orchestra movies and like we studied that. So we have all that, but we also have like these influence of like 80s hair metal and 80s, you know, and like synth pop and all that stuff. And we knew going into it that like, okay, we're gonna be in Johnny's perspective. Like, what is this dude still listening to from 1984? Like, what is 
like that was a very uh like informative uh a lot of like we really ran with that basically mm-hmm. and you can you can tell <laughs> yeah i love the part when he was kind of like you know like what like what are you listening to don't you have anything cooler on there don't you have like Bonley crew or something or oh yeah <laughs> right. you know he's playing rat and he's like oh yeah i was listening to a bunch of like <laughs> hair, hair metal exactly band. exactly yeah um, the, all, all the actors in the show have terrific chemistry which like really helps tell the story i think mm-hmm. yeah but yeah with the writing they really did a good job it's like it, I, I feel like with like with that stuff it's really easy to to kind of do it wrong or try to be too funny like like some of the responses or like some of the stuff that like johnny will say it's like so dry or so like caveman response but he seems so dead serious like it's like that's the thing i, I thought was super funny absolutely like, he just seems like just like regular dude like what like like when he's like send it to the internet i was like <laughs> i was <dying. laughs> that, that that line is favorites. just freaking blown up yeah. <laughs> yeah but just like stuff like that it's just it's just so good because it's like it's not trying too hard it's just like it seems like genuine like real it's stuff. super genuine to the character yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about uh how uh, back in 2019 you guys performed some of this stuff live and uh, I, was, I was just kind of curious how how that all came about and what made you guys want to rock out on stage and play some of these songs um part of it was uh part of it was we were thinking about it was like partially kind of like an emmy like a for your consideration type of event sometimes like people do screenings of of uh of episodes or movies or whatever and um but we were thinking like why don't we just do a concert and we and and the music lends itself very well to being performed live um but we had to the biggest challenge was taking you know these minute and a half to two minute cues and turning them into listenable songs so we spent a few months um like brainstorming and working songs out um out of these cues and we got an amazing band together we played at the whiskey a go-go which for those of you who don't know is like one of the like trashiest clubs the spots like, yeah it, like it's 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 where johnny you know would would go in the 80s but then just like stick around and like wouldn't stop going mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was it was perfect it was a perfect 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 place um and we were playing with amazing musicians and um it informed kind of stuff that we wrote for season three which i know leo has like other things you can talk about with that oh yeah the i well like it was interesting because we um like zach said we we spent a long chunk of time kind of reinterpreting a lot of our own music like some of the tracks are like we're very much ready to play let's just like extend them add an extra guitar solo like type of thing but a lot of them because the score is so like hybridy with like programmed synth parts and like live band parts and then like orchestra parts often happening at the same time we kind of were like okay how should we play this live and there's a couple uh tracks we did that are like totally transformed uh or like real you know just kind of like musical extensions and then we you know in the process you like write a new bridge for something or a b section and it feels like it's always been there but it's never actually been in the show and so then like approaching season three working on that material for all those months kind of gave us new ideas for like hey we could reharmonize this melody this way hey that melody like that sounds great on that instrument like oh hey you we you know the the b section i'm talking about like the mashing up those ideas like we it, it was just like kind of a great um i don't know canvas to just like puke out a lot of like cr- development ideas that you don't always like when you're in the middle of the season and like 
you know, the, the, the schedule is like pushing you on and you're like writing, um, you know, a huge amount of being a composer is like channeling your creative energy and like making sure you can really focus and do your best stuff. But it was almost like a, we had all, we, we got this like bonus time to like, you know, do our homework with our own material. Um, which, which was really great. Like I, I, I can't wait till we can do another live performance so we can like develop some new tracks and like, or like take some things and like, uh, change them. Like I always kind of think of it like it's the, the live set could be like very much a work in progress where like, you know, I always like you go to a concert and like an artist will just play some like intro to something that you like don't recognize until you're like six minutes into it. And then you realize it's all just an intro for like that song you love. And, and like, then you like realize afterwards, like I, I, I see it kind of like that. It's like a very, uh, it's like this parallel uh, way to channel the music. Um, we played it also in Spain at the Mosma Film Music Festival, which is like a, in Malaga, which is like a pretty big uh, film music festival in Europe. And that sort of, the, it all kind of came to be because when we started talking to the Spain people, um, we were like, oh man, we like we can't just like show up in Spain and play this for the first time. Like we should play it here in in LA. It's, and and so then it kind of became like a whiskey concert that we took to Spain. Um, but that was sort of the impetus for it. Also, when I COVID mean, once once freaking COVID is over, I really want to do Cobra Kai live at the Greek. That's my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, we want to do. I think also like we would. Yeah, we would love to tour. It's funny now. Like just, I definitely want to with do all South this American renewed. Tour. Yeah, with this like renewed interest and in, like with Spotify stats and with Apple Music stats, you can see like all the different cities that are listening to it. And like our, I mean, it just completely blew up once Netflix hit. So like, I mean, we got we got like fifteen times more listeners than what we did from awesome. a year ago. So. Like we would love to tour, and we'd love to play with an orchestra one day too. That's that's a yeah. little more logistical of a of a thing, but that's cool. So, so all the people that you that you had playing live with you are those just like musician friends of yours, or did you guys like reach out to like find people? Or those are musician friends of ours, and almost all of them played on the soundtrack as well. So yeah, well oh, that's cool. It was, it was an easy yeah. uh, easy translation. Craig, I have to say, you have a great radio voice. I feel like you should like. <laughs> freaking have you should just like have a couple hours on like kpcc <laughs> it's the power of the microphone so, yeah like <laughs> i just i just i put a preset on here i put a uh, radio voice guy just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. My, my voice is normally really high pitch no, <laughs> no, that is that a, uh, a a uad uh unison plugin yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so as far as the upcoming season three which is coming out in January, early January, January 8th, right? yeah. So January 8th is a. I know I'm, I'm not going to try and pester you guys with spoilers or nothing, but like as far as the music, is there any kind of new elements that you brought in to uh, yeah? It's epic as shit. It's so freaking I think that's, epic. I think that's like, the exact text that that you responded to me. I was like, I was like, man, <laughs> I was like what's up with season three, man? Blah, and you're like, it's epic as shit. That's yeah, there's, like, there's only so it. many. Yeah, there's only so many ways to pitch it. The uh, I'm sure anyone who watches the show can see that, like, the scope uh, of the show as the story develops, like, I don't know. There's, like, a sense of cinema and grandeur there. And, like, season three follows in that format. And uh, it, it gave us a lot of opportunities to, to, you know, epic it up. 
yeah. which like, I mean, season two and season one are already pretty epic, but we, we feel this is our uh, peak epicness so far. Truly. We really like, uh, we were quite exhausted when it was, when it was all over. <laughs> yeah. But like sure. musically, like, I think there's going to be, there's a lot of new stuff musically that we got to introduce. Um, like Daniel goes to Okinawa, which is not a spoiler. Like that is like a known thing. Daniel goes to Okinawa and we, one of the things that we did was uh, ordered this um, instrument called the Sanshin, which is kind of like a shamisen, like it's a Japanese like banjo kind of equivalent. It's made out of um, uh, kind of like a snake skin. Um, it's almost like a drum, like, like a banjo. And it has that very kind of like teeny sound. It's three strings, fretless. Um, and we got it from Okinawa, like the, from the Okinawa Sanshin shops. So they sent it to us. We got that on the score. Um, what other like fun music things do we have in store for people? Hey, I, the deeper we get into the show, like the more we, we like to embrace just like the mythology of all the characters and like the webs of characters and the more we learn about the characters. And obviously like Daniel's going to Okinawa, like we're going to learn some stuff about characters and like they're... <laughs> We, you know, like you, it, it's like one of those things like you, you get deep into a story and you have more material to then like work with. I, I don't know. We both like that kind of like cinematic thematic scoring. Um, and, and, and so like, you know, it's just an outlet to, to go ham. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's cool because like you kind of build these little blocks and over time you can kind of like pick and choose different ones and, you know, expand on the thematic material and, you know, you know, taking it to more of an orchestral thing or or a more band type thing and and that's the kind of cool thing is like as you go on you have so much like previous things to kind of springboard off of or expand on or or even add new things and stuff like that absolutely so, that, so that's cool especially like adding you know whenever you get a chance to like add in new instruments or if there's like a new character introduced and you can kind of you know start fresh from there or you know or connect things and stuff like that Super exactly cool. Uh, going back to the video game, was there anything about the process of of working on the music for the game that you found, you know, either not necessarily challenging or just like different or anything that you learned from or, you know, I don't know um, how much video game scoring you guys have done or is this like your first None. <laughs> not, yeah. not a lot, but, but I'm a huge game. Like I play a lot of games. Um, Leo doesn't used to play more games, but he doesn't play as yeah. games now. Yeah, but um, it would be yeah. it would be dangerous for me to have like a console like too close to like I would just wouldn't get anything done. Yeah, that's, like, hey, that's I'm just gonna load up my, my Cubase is. template. I'll just play a little bit of games. You're like, All right, yeah, exactly. No, 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 exactly. Like you, just, it's wow. you know, it's a black hole. It's a really enjoyable wow. black hole. You two are you but. two are lucky because that is my black hole reality. Um, but I would say that the challenge uh first of all definitely as like leo said earlier we we were we did not use any of the cobra kai material so it was all brand new material it was a blank slate um sometimes it's a lot harder to write music as like a song like these are essentially songs that were loopable songs and sometimes it's a lot harder when you're not scoring something um especially like when all you do is score to like take a step back and like just create a song in its own kind of universe is is challenging um finding like the new palette how did we want to separate the video game score from the show score and a lot of that came down to just the synths that we used like um the synth of choice really for this game was the uh the wave shaper the um cork cork and 
and our wave station, sorry, wave station. Yeah. Um, and that was really like our big, the big change that we, that we had, we don't use that synth a lot for the show, but we use like the core gam one. Um, so like, yeah, figuring out what the palette was like developing, like kind of just a new, a new language that, that kept the ethos of the show. And then also just, of course, like another challenge, just as always was time. Like it was just a lot of music and not that much time. And there was COVID had just started. Um, so we had to, you know, figure out how to record remotely, mix remotely. Um, so yeah, it was kind of all that. It was definitely a good first video game experience in some ways because um, it wasn't like a... I don't know, extremely complicated logistically in terms of how the music interacts with the game. Like it just kind of loops. Right. Um, we did do one pretty cool thing, which is there's a couple tracks that have like slightly different, ver like it's two different versions of the same track that either have like more Cobra Kai influenced sounds or more Miyagi-Do influenced sounds. Because when you're playing, um, uh, you get to pick kind of which, which dojo, dojo you're going to follow yeah. the story of and there's two parallel stories so then there's just like a couple tracks that have multiple versions which is like a pretty fun right so if you're playing as cobra kai dojo the like you might hear a guitar solo whereas if you're playing as miyagi do you might hear more of like flutes or like mm -hmm. like synth flutes or something like that i actually just beat it on cobra kai uh on cobra kai nice. mode so now i'm playing on miyagi do mode. <laughs> bragger you just gotta there. be you just gotta be <laughs> careful man because then you're just gonna end up playing that game just gonna get all. I I mean, this is my life. It's it's my life anyway. I play I play a lot of games, <laughs> especially during COVID. That's cool. Yeah, I was I was uh, that's cool aspect about video games or video game music, especially like you know if there's like certain characters that get introduced, like certain things will drop and other sounds might come in. Like if there's yeah. like a threat, all of a sudden there's little like sound creeps in and like it just seems like it makes the the music writing fun because there'll be like multiple layers of different stuff. Right. And, and and that I think is more appropriate for like um, open world type games. Like I was just playing Ghost of Tsushima, which is a lot more like that. Where like you're, you know, you're, it's like a open world. You can go wherever and then, you know, at a certain point you hit an enemy and the music will shift. Whereas this game, because it is, it's linear, this game is linear. You're like literally going from left to right and that the environments don't change. So all we needed to focus on was looping. And I imagine that there's a lot more that goes into game scoring um when it's when it's more of like a modern kind of like open world game mm. so all the music you guys just wrote the songs no real like imagery or visuals or gameplay or nothing Barely. they, they sent us like character designs and stuff which was kind of nice to just see like the tone of and uh, but it was mostly just like kind of an enjoyment factor to be like oh nice this is what like the baddie looks like like mm -hmm. <laughs> like taking Sweet. the goons from like the beach battle in season two episode four and like seeing the goons as like they're such goon like they're such video game goons already like they didn't <laughs> even have to change much and seeing the animation we were like this is so funny yeah and we knew exactly what the tone was yeah, it's like when yeah. playing those old like Streets of Rage games where like the little thugs exactly. come out exactly. and just, like exactly. throwing trash cans at them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's 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 what their reference was for Streets of Rage. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, we're very excited for the season three album. We are currently working on that. Just um, sent it off for mastering. For mastering, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's just going to be a lot of crazy things that happen in this upcoming season. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know myself and a lot of other people are uh, we're waiting for it. 
It's going to be cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very cool. I like that everyone is like waiting now. Like, I, I don't know. There's whole, the whole show has taken on like such a new life since uh, like August, I guess it was, when it came out on Netflix. And it's just like really exciting to see like everyone excited for the next season. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for you guys. I'm sure it was, you know, really awesome to hear that Netflix picked it up. I mean, that's like, I think what everyone kind of hopes for, especially, I mean, because it seemed really popular even when it was on the YouTube premium, but it know, was Netflix has just exploded. So that's, that's really yeah. awesome. That's cool, man. Well, uh, you know, it's really awesome getting to chat with you guys. Cool seeing you again, Leo, and nice meeting you, Zach. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, excited for everything. I'm definitely going to be uh, firing up that Cobra Kai, uh, the, the video game soundtrack right after this. So, Excellent. Awesome. Thanks, Greg. Excellent. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for you guys' time. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you. see you guys soon. Hopefully I'll get to Absolutely. see you guys live when uh, everything gets more back to normal. Oh, yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right, sure. well, yeah. All right. You guys Thanks, have Greg. a great time. And, yeah, see you guys later. Peace, man. Talk soon. See you.